from the Dub Lab Studios in Virgil Village, California. This is North Hollywood. I'm Alex Papadimus. In the studio today, from Yo's is Racist and this show, Andrew T. And my cat dog. And Andrew T's crazy cat bunny dog, Kitty, who is who you will hear walking around in the background just being cute. You can't even, I don't even understand this dog. It's so cute. <laughs> if this show seems cuter, if it seems a little more uh, mogwai, um, that's why. It's this, it's this, the presence of this animal. I can't even believe it. I can't believe it's a real animal. If Kitty's this, in the house. If this show were visual and not just audio, we would just hold up this dog for the whole time. We're going to just yeah. hold up this dog anyway. I yeah. just want to see it. I just can't see it from where I'm sitting, and I want to be able to see it. And, of course, the star of North Mollywood, fresh from a long night uh, using her natural bioluminescence to attract and kill millipedes, Molly Lambert. What up? <laughs> Guys, Today, we are all so sick. I'm less oh. sick. I'm less sick than your asses. I must have given this to you. You might be... I'm the original zero. Yeah. But Molly, you're like on, the, I feel like I'm on the, the, the opposite side on the downslope toward recovery. Yeah. Molly's getting worse. You are like, where would you say like you're in, well, the, in the cycle? I got this cold on Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We recorded another podcast. I was joking that it was an it follows of podcasts. Yeah. Where we have to go guest on someone else's podcast to pass it on. But uh, yeah, I feel fucking horrible yeah and that is why this is the highest energy episode energy i'm I'm pretty high energy we got a dog here uh alex has a bottle of dayquil on the desk in front of him like he's like fucking it's real gross it's a houston it's a houston style it's like yeah it's basically it's and it's half gone that's the other not today like it a, very clearly the way you're holding it, you've just been taking slugs from it. Yeah, look, I mean, I know what 30 milliliters feels like in my mouth. And so I'm just kind of like, what's up? Like, I don't need, like, I don't want to wash out the cup. That's an extra step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your mouth is like 30 milliliters big. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the size of a, a good 30 decal. milliliters big. <laughs> Today, we will be talking about Get Out. Finally. Finally. Talking Get Out. It's been out for a, a 75 weeks, and I finally went and saw it, allowing me to That's discuss right. it with the rest of you. It's, oh, it's only like yeah. What, are, what, are, what look? What are we gonna do? Get be be like the people that have like a hot take the day a movie gets released. We don't even look up. I assu- look. I don't even know, but I assume uh, as quote unquote media, we probably could see movies when reviewers see them. And have takes ready to go for the day of a movie comes out. That's not how we roll. But that is so far from how we roll. I see the movies with the people that are are there. The the proles at the uh, the Glendale eighteen in oh hell yeah the, the Americana. Here's the pro, the Glendale salt of the earth. Wait, yeah, the Americana the the is a mall in Glendale, California, which is like a parody of like a weird mall. Cause it's got like a fountain in the middle, a fucking train, a Tesla store there now. <laughs> but it is my favorite movie theater because they have the type of soda machine that lets you uh, f- like pick, like program your own soda. Coca-Cola freestyle. Yeah. Holy God. That is the best. What do you make? Uh, diet. Vanilla root beer. Oh. 
and maybe a little a little spicy, something extra. I'll just decide at the last minute. Could be like a little cherry Coke. Top it off. It doesn't matter. You can make anything. Could be a little lemon Fanta in there if you yeah. want. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I called a, power sui- a suicide, right? Suicide is when you put all of them in at a traditional fountain. But this has like disrupted that industry so much because like you don't have just the quantified syrups now you couldn't make a suicide of this or it would take you forever it is if you have a very specific preference if you want like a caffeine free vanilla coke or mm-hmm. something like that they do not that has never been sold like in a store where you can buy it yeah there's types of coke that you can get only on get that white machines. label soda and it's unnerving in the stream because you can see the portions of it as it comes together it's like oh okay i didn't get the caffeine stream but you can see like the clear liquid of i guess the soda water and then the the fucking part of the syrup and then the other the vanilla part of the syrup look that really sweet brown poison pouring into is carbonated wild. water i always get a soda there anyway shout out to the american shout out to shout soda out. and when we come back i'm gonna find out if get out has improved these two as <laughs> white people <laughs> Listen, get out. Get out. Directed by Jordan Peele, late of the uh, the great uh, Key and Peele show on Comedy Central. I loved how it was advertised as being like from, from the-, the twisted imagination of Jordan <laughs> Peele. You gotta. This is his directorial debut. Yeah, you've been mad about that. No, I'm not mad about, mad about it. I love that. it. No, I'm, I'm not mad. I think it's sweet. If I were making a horror, I just like the idea of doing that on your first horror movie. Oh. From the mind of is like that's like Dean Koontz credits. Yeah. It's, you got to really sort of earn that, and he did. I feel like he really did. Yeah, he sure did. did. I'm just gonna say though, I think that the when they make the trailers, it's just already in the template. Like they'd have to go in and come up with a new phrase. Like they'd have to replace "from the mind of" by direct with "directed by," and they're like, eh, "It's fine. It's fine. Get out, guys. Get, Get out. out. All right, white people." <laughs> What do you have to say for yourselves? We're bad. I'd like to say, I'd like to say, I think that I'm one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. That's my feeling. Uh, I that's feel what like this movie of, is about. Nothing in this movie applies to me whatsoever. No, I, I thought that was what, like, that's what I sort of loved about it is that they, you know, he came up with it. Like, cause if they had just been. Red I didn't know anything. If they just, exactly. If they'd just been. Or like, like an Aryan perfect white yeah. family. Mm-hmm. They were NPR liberals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just, they're not just, I mean, okay, spoilers, first of all. For, oh, yeah. For all Spoiler get out. Should we just, should we summarize it? You should see this movie before, if you listen to this podcast and you're like trying to decide if you should go see Get Out, like go see Get Out. I like, still think the structure of podcast demands we got to summarize it. For sure. And the structure of North Mollywood dictates that Molly has to summarize oh, it. great. There we go. We're just <laughs> vamping for people who have time to turn it down or step out if they're you know, uh, like, if somehow walked into this. But Molly, go ahead. It's about a guy who starts dating Allison Williams. Mm-hmm. And then great start. has to go to her parents' house for a weekend trip in, I have no idea where it's supposed to be, the Catskills? They don't something. Really tell, yeah, they don't really tell you, yeah. I don't think. Figured it was East Coast for some reason. Seemed East yeah, Coast. Yeah, they're in New York. Yeah. And they drive from New York. Yeah. Uh, and go and then a lot of bad stuff happens. Such some, as? Some hypnotism. Yeah. 
So, I look. We have to go so I, so spoilers. I think just do the cliff notes as quick as you can. I think you should do them. No, I think you're sick. You should do them. I'm, I'm moving so slow. <laughs> yeah, we're still. We haven't even gotten out of New York. I now. described myself as moving like a slug through gravy yesterday because <laughs> that's how I feel. Mm. My thoughts are like so oh, far behind. So good. Basically, Chris is a black dude dating Allison Williams. He goes to. Uh, uh, her parents' house. It turns out they're having a big fancy weekend party, uh, and that party turns out to be a slave slash body auction. And then he's hypnotized, or before that, he's hypnotized. And the conceit is that these liberal white people are going to take. Or one of them is bidding to take over his body, and it's sort of the the early part of the the movie is or the middle of the I guess the second act the early part of the like when you figure out what the hell's start to figure out what's going on is this thing where in um what happens it, it's just a lot of like the the standard microaggressiony shit you know yeah there's a lot of like seemingly well intentioned but actually being total dicks uh, yeah. behavior from the parents friends where they're like. Yeah. Complimenting Chris on his muscles and Did you guys see sizing that? him up. That uh the um Atlanta episode Juneteenth. I haven't done Atlanta yet. Oh uh, yeah. The one show I have have on my back burner I need to do. Uh, you're well now also that I found out there's not gonna be another season for like two years, I'm like I have so much time. <laughs> Yeah, you to t- catch up. You, you totally do, and it's uh, it's not like you're gonna be like you know yeah like oh I have to watch that first season of Atlanta. It's I'll a, do it. Know, I I want to do it. I, I ha- yeah. Well, um, as a huge Deadpool head, you should watch that so that you can get ready for Deadpool uh, for uh, uh, Domino. Zazzy Beats is Domino. Why did we Deadpool. go to Atlanta? Uh, because it's just like an episode of Atlanta where where um, where Donald Glover and his girlfriend go to a rich black person's house, but she married a white guy, and that white guy is, quote, too down. Uh, that's a quote from me, by the way. I don't think that's it's a quote from the show. Quote, you, you can't quote yourself by saying quote. Yeah. Sure I you can. I don't think. Fine, I, I, a go scare ahead. quote, unquote, too down, if you get what I'm, no if you rules. get my drift. All right, so... The, what did you guys? What was your experience like watching this movie uh, in the theater as it was whites? Amazing. Did you watch it with mostly whites? Uh, I watched it with like three people because I saw I saw it the week of the Great Wall episode because I thought we were doing both. <laughs> so I went and saw. Him. Sorry again. Oh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> went and saw a matinee. You saw him back to back. Uh, I think I told you I watched Great Wall on my computer uh, through through a way. Correct. A secret way. I forgot about that. But I, I went and spent my hard-earned money on Get Out mm-hmm. to see a matinee in the middle of the day at the weird great theater in La Cañada, which is like a weird bootleg art like arc light. Mm-hmm. Can't talk. Um, that is like all leather recliners. Just the weirdest theater. Um, and we only saw it with like, like five people or something, but everybody was like, cheering and going crazy it was still like a very like seeing a movie with a big group of people even though it was a 2 p.m matinee mm-hmm. uh, you, Alex? americana um, yeah americana brand previously mentioned hell yeah best movie theater hell yeah it. i'll give them the free shout out this is a day of free shout outs americana <laughs> shout out to americana shout out to dayquil 
it was an excited crowd. I would say for a small, for a Monday night for people going to see a movie on a Monday night is clearly like you know as, as the, we are at the mercy of babysitters in our house, right, 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 um, and timings and those things. So we went Monday, uh, but the, like really excited room. Like everybody like wanted to have this experience. Like the like Jordan Peele has said like this is a movie to see with an audience. A crowd, yeah. He said that like don't wait for VOD. You know, yeah. don't play yourself in that way. And like I felt it. I was like, Do you this, think his tune is gonna change? When it comes out on VOD. And then he'll be like, now it's a movie, absolutely. It was the best scene on a plane, on Redbox. Redbox. iTunes is cool. iPad. It looks great. Good yeah, no, Amazon rentals, if you want to do that. A Those big phone, if you have it. Very even. expensive. Uh, you know, do that. Go for it. You know. Um, the big phone. The big, the yeah, big success. phone. Yes, success. You can watch a movie on that. I am so dumb right now. I'm just like, hey, hey. The big, big phone. phone. This is good. <laughs> Guys, Bradley Whitford and, oh, yeah, and Catherine Keener, the best casting. Uh, I oh, thought, I thought Bradley Whitford kind of looked like David Fincher. That was good. Uh, yeah. I like that. Kath- I kind of, I think I felt like he kind of looked like me in like 10 years. Oh, yeah. That was my feeling. Oh, yeah. But yeah, all gray Bradley Whitford was a, a sight to behold. He was great. I, I was listening to another podcast that was talking about this show, uh, Pop Rocket, Guy Branham's podcast, and... They they were talking a little bit about and I thought I was like oh this is and this is I get to do this now because I get to be in a podcast but I was like oh they were having a conversation that I wish Molly was in uh, wherein they pointed out that Catherine Keener's character is basically like a witch yes what do you think Molly I think I think so but I also I liked a lot of the I mean she's like everyone's weird friend's mom who you know probably wants to go to like Taos mm-hmm. for I had a white friend's mom give me fucking echinacea when I was like eight what and my parents not that it matters but my parents definitely were like no you're getting real medicine yeah you're gay speaking of being sick hey guys like, we're stay sick. away from the voodoo yeah uh no I love just the little touches of like her like turquoise jewelry and stuff Mm-hmm. Which is all again like, look, I'm wearing like things of cultures that white people destroyed. That's my little accessory. I didn't even get that. That's how I pick Reddit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, also just putting these two actors who every liberal white person is like, oh, I love them. I love I- Catherine Keener. I mean, everybody loves Catherine Keener. But um, yeah, Bradley Whitford as a wet, as a West Wing cast member. Yeah. It's a little bit like we were talking about Martin Sheen and the Dead Zone, like how you're always going to look at him as a as, as Bartlett. Yeah. In those contexts, but yeah, it's like you like you, you love Bradley Whitford. He worked in the in the Bartlett White House, and now. Yeah. And the main but guy. That's what those White Houses are really like. Yeah, man. Y'all, that's what I'm saying. So, and then it. Do uh, we already say it sort of turns into invasion of the body snatchers, but with white people stealing black people's bodies. Essentially, what happens is Allison Williams's grandparents invented, or grandpa, I guess, invented a process to like transfer brains only after the host has been sort of like subconsciously or hypnotized and, and put into a place they call the sunken place. If you've seen the sunken place on Twitter, it's basically a prison in their own brains for black folks that they get sort of pushed into. So uh, that's why Catherine Keener is a hypnotist. To, to prep people for the sunken place, and then they do a brain transplant, keeping the brain stems, I suppose. Yeah, it's like a weird lobotomy. Yeah. Where you leave a little bit of the original person inside. Yeah. 
But basically, you let a white person rent out their body. Not neuroscientifically sound. Just F. Creepy. Don't try this at home. But yeah, it it is very Malkovich. You mm-hmm. were, like you you mentioned that Molly last night you were talking about how it made you want to rewatch Malkovich. It's like part of that is Catherine Keener, but part of that is also like that one the fact the idea that you will be riding around as a passenger in your own body while someone else's consciousness is making all the decisions, but you can look out. Mm-hmm. Like there's that amazing like it reminded me like it, it where you when people go to the sunken place like the like the real world shrinks to like this little window at, that you can kind of reach up to and see. But well, you it's can't. like a little TV screen, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, his trauma, Daniel Kaluuya, who's the main guy, yep. um, who was in the Great Black Mirror episode. Did you like that Black Mirror episode that he's in? I like all the Black Mirror episodes. Really. That's my least favorite one, I think. He's in the the episode about where everyone, it's a dystopian future and everyone has to cycle for the credits. I feel like it's a dystopian future is baked in to, you don't even have to oh, say Oh, that black one here. No. Oh, I, I did like that one. Really? Just, that one was the most so you know. on the nose for me. I'm like, all right, guys. You know, I get, I get scared. Yeah. I get real scared. Do you get scared and like like did you get scared in this movie in Get yeah, Out? Yeah, like, I, I totally. I mean, it was creepy uh, in a way you can't stop thinking about afterwards, and mm-hmm. just so different from what I expected from the ad campaign. Yeah, what did you think it was gonna be? I thought it was gonna be just more like gentrification horror. Thought it was gonna be like they're telling black folks to get out of a neighborhood. Yeah, or, or like you know Stepford Wivesy. It was kind of Stepford Wivesy, but I, yeah, I was yeah. just from the ads. The posters have like a row of sort of like suburban houses, and it says "Get Out" versus you know, "Do you belong in this neighborhood?" Right, which is deceptive because um, it is not about. But the first scene, the first, uh, the opening of the movie, it opens with a terrifying sequence where a black guy is walking around in a a fancy. Mm-hmm. rich person neighborhood and obviously makes you think about Trayvon and yeah. just, uh, you know, and a car just starts like following him and it's like the creepiest thing in the world. Well, and his internal monologue, or no, his He's external talking, monologue yeah. the whole time is like, hell no, I'm not going out like this. I'm not, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not engaging. He's doing everything right and narrating it. Um, and it's sort of, and that's not, there's no real connection to the rest of the movie except sort of thematically in that moment. Like, no, he right? shows up. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait, is that him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He what? comes back brainwashed. Well, yeah. I completely missed that. Yeah. Completely missed. See, I got to go back. That's why now. when he goes to the cops and he's like, this guy, like, yeah. I saw him. Oh, that's him. That's He right. disappeared, yeah, but right. like, I yes. saw him and he was being all weird. Yeah. I sort of thought it was just like a prologue, but I now I have to, like, I didn't no, go it was, back. It and, doesn't really matter. No, I know, but I, I just, think, I, like, yeah. like it, you know, makes me, makes me more impressed. You know what? Um, yeah, the movie is very good. Uh, does it? What is it? How does? How has it changed how you guys think about this shit? About the uh, way it's, you guys act? It's it's made me respect Allison Williams as an actress. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, she's good in this. I just love. No the one idea. has looked more like appropriate getting dressed to hunt a human, yeah. another human being, than <laughs> Allison Williams. I just feel like this was like the perfect role for her, and I just love the idea of her like going in to Jordan Peele and being like. 
you know, pitching herself as like evil white girlfriend is like the role I was born to play. Cause like <laughs> it totally is. But it's, here's the thing is that mo- this movie has this thing of like, Oh, and then there's another character in the, that's very interesting. Uh, Steven Root's character, who is the guy that act ultimately wins the slave auction, but he has a whole uh, uh, scene where he's explaining why he's not one of these racists. He's one of the good ones. Right, because he's, he's blind. He literally doesn't see color. Yeah, he's complicit in all of this, and, and very much so in this case. Well, like, he's the most complicit. Um, well, I feel like with the Allison Williams character, too, it's like they didn't... There was no hint, you know, like they keep giving you opportunities to be like, she's in on it too. And she's just like, no, like everyone's being so crazy and weird. Like, oh, my parents are so fucked up. Like, Mm -hmm. this is so annoying, you know, so that you're almost like not even sure until the moment that she finally does kind of go like, whoops, like, I'm totally in on it. I set the whole thing up. Uh, It is genuinely, you know, feels, feels like you I don't know I didn't know what was going to happen in this movie any of the time and I liked that about it Hmm. it really reminded me of Rosemary's Baby yeah especially with the weird sort of like are you having a nightmare or is this just like a horrible thing is happening Mm -hmm. Um, I sort of can't believe that nobody's ever thought to make a movie like this I so I I feel like People have said that so many times in, to me in the last, or not to me, I'm sure in general. Like, I can't believe this movie, no one thought of this. And I will just say... Somebody thought of it. I will say, <laughs> I'm going to say that this movie gets thought of by some black person once every two years and has since, like, 1953. And it's only just that because now we get to see it. And it wasn't like a big budget movie or not like people like invested in it heavily. Um, and it can only be done through horror. But I'm just like, yeah, it's more just like the, because some people are getting the opportunity, you know, to, to um, tell more diverse stories and, you know, and more there are just more people like able to talk about. It's also like a movie about a different type of blackness. Like everyone is just like it's it's about like black people being like like they actually are, which is like sensitive and can be scared. And like, and, and people who are, you know, react, um, you know, like normal human beings, as opposed to like a black person in a movie or a black person in a horror movie, which is like, I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, I would have, I would guess some shit like this has been pitched a thousand times. Well, I know Jordan Peele said it that Night of the Living Dead was a big inspiration. Mm-hmm. I love Night of the Living Dead, but it mm-hmm. is kind of weird that it's like one of the only horror movies that has a black protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that George Romero kind of claimed that it was random. He said like, oh, you know, we we just cast the best guy for the part, which is like, it has nothing to do with race. Like, him being black has nothing to do with anything, which is, like, not true. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, they had no money. They were probably... I know, not, but... Their selection was probably... Part sort of, of that like, is, like, that movie... <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, that guy, he is the best actor of the people that are here yeah, today. That yeah. movie Three feels, actors we can afford. Feels very just modern and... and not a living dead. Yeah. I love that movie. Get Out is modern. We're going to keep talking about Get Out after this break. But yeah, obviously having a 
having the protagonist be black does make a huge difference. And that's part of what this movie is about, is about people saying, like, people who say that we live in a post-racial world are full of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also just made me think about Alien, which is another horror movie I really like, where it was sort of randomly became a female protagonist at the last minute. Um, right. Wasn't written to be, and it just completely changes how the movie, it, it's what makes the movie great. Yeah. Because it becomes about, like, pregnancy horror. Right. Um, you know, in a way where if, if Ripley had been played by a dude, it would be different, so. Right, and that's one of those things that is, like, the analysis makes it seem intentional, but you never know. Like, the same way Night of the Living Dead is about race. But it wouldn't have been about race if they hadn't cast a black dude. Right. You know what? And this goes back to every North Mollywood listener's favorite topic, us ragging on La La Land. It would be better if one of them were fucking black. It would just be better. It would be better. Yeah. Wait, would it be better, though, if Emma Stone were black and Ryan Gosling were a white guy lecturing, a, you know, yes. like Kerry Washington about It would be jazz? gross, but it would be, like, <laughs> way more interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I think better in some cases, maybe not. Yeah, it would I just be. Think- that no. movie's a trash fire and nothing no. will ever save it. No, but here's the thing. If it were, let's say, Kerry Washington, like, they <laughs> on set would have had to think about a lot more shit that would have made the movie better. It just would have made the movie better. Cast diverse people. You know, people always say, I, I was in a, a, a Writers Guild thing recently where people were like, because and I'm really guilty of this. I'm always like, well, I can write characters a little bit generic and then whatever, they'll just like... Um, fix it in post. Well, fix it in casting. We'll deal with this then, or like we cast people and then we can like rewrite to like give them more of an angle. And they were like, no, unfortunately, you have to explicitly say this is a black person, this is an Asian person, this is a Latina person, whatever. Like you have to say it. Right. Um, in your script, or else there's no chance that will happen in anything. Right, because like, if you don't say it, they'll like default to a yeah. white person. Because I know, but it feels weird to write it sometimes, yeah. but it shouldn't. Anyway, that's on right. Because you're like, oh, like I would like to just cast the best person, but then you're like, actually, yeah. like I do need to be proactive about. Yeah, and it is the best person. A person of color is always the best person. That's a fact. <laughs> um, uh, one other quick thing. Yeah. There was also a thing. There's a there's an Asian character among the slave auctioneers, auctioners. And that's been a little bit controversial because people are like, well, why are you throwing Asian people under the bus? And let me just say, uh, especially because it's an older Japanese dude who asks Chris, like, do you think being black is at an advantage or disadvantage? <laughs> Which is amazing. And I just think, like, it's weird because I, I will say, I think, especially on the Key and Peele show, those guys have had some problems with, like, when they reach outside of the dynamic of blackness and whiteness, they can be kind of, like, clumsy or, like, just like anyone, like, kind of ignorant of what the issues are. Um, the further you get from your own Yeah, experience. but I will just say I think it's pretty dead on, even though I, a lot of people are mad about it or some people are mad about it. Um, I read a blog post uh, that I liked about that mm-hmm. where they were sort of saying like, oh, it's about how minorities are made to like battle it out over yeah. who can assimilate and who who do you have to like step on in order to show that you're better than like the new it the new group that's coming in. Yeah. It's a little weird though when it's coming from I feel like well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things that's like, like I feel like more comfortable for an Asian person to be like, yeah, Asian 
people are really fucking complicit in racism. Whereas when someone else says it, I'm like, eh. yeah, you're like, you don't get to say that. Yeah, even though it's a hundred percent true, and you do get to say it. I yeah, don't know. it's but, just a weird gut reaction. No, a bad yeah. one, maybe. Totally. It's because a white ethnic, like white ethnics, are very uh, complicit in racism over time. Assimilated white ethnics, yeah, as well. It's like we basically like that's how America works. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's all about pulling up, pulling up the ladder for the next. Uh, Next group. Yeah. So well, we're bang. trying to set it on fire, I believe. Yeah. Set the ladder on uh, fire. Has this movie made you guys change your analysis of yourselves about whether you're down as white people or not? I don't think I ever would call myself down. Uh, I, no one ever calls themselves down. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I try not to be racist, but I am a white person and it's possible. I feel like I put you guys on too much of a... No, but that's what this movie's about. It's because no white person who sees this movie wants to think that they're the white people in this movie. Yeah. It, it doesn't let you off the hook. Yeah. Like, in that in that sense. Because you are, like I said, like, you're expecting... If it, if it had just been, like, oh, the like, these nice white suburban people are actually in the yeah. KKK, like, then you could right, just right, sort of right. be like, oh, cool. No, this that's is not, like... That's not... In the way that you could watch, like, you, could, you, you know, as a white person, I feel like you watch Django Unchained or something and be like... No, that know, movie like, just pats you on the back. And yeah. also that movie lets Christoph Watts or whatever his name is, like yeah. get the you know yeah. be the hero. Let someone be it. Django doesn't even get ones. to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie also hit me in a weird place with the stuff about the 1936 Olympics. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, my grandmother uh, was supposed there. to be in the 1936 Olympics, right? Um, and was they went back and forth over whether to have Jews on the team, and uh, eventually she got dropped for being a Jew. Right. But she has like a letter from Hitler being like, it's because you're not good enough at sports. Um, <laughs> so she was obviously really stoked about Jesse Owens. Wait, I'm sorry. She has a letter from Hitler? Uh-huh. Like still? Yeah, it's like on her wall. That's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like sincerely the Third Reich. They're like, it's not because you're Jewish. It's just because you're not good enough at sports, which was like not true, obviously. Right, right. And then she like won the high jumping title in America. God, what an additional angle to potentially have thrown on to get out. Like if the grandfather, well, I guess that really muddies the waters. But <laughs> God, fucking fascinating. Uh, what's, the, what's the get out prequel? Get in. It's the 1930s. Get back in. Some kind of, yeah. Well, he said he's going to make a trilogy. Yeah. Well, he, I heard I heard that he said that he was I don't know that it would like based in the universe. I know that he said that he wanted to keep making these kind of social horror movies. Which right. Is a right. Really, right. Like he wanted to stay in that genre. I don't know. It's just we just need to take a moment to say like you like this is the rare example of I feel like Night of the Living Dead. We're talking about we're talking around it a little bit like that. It's that movie is not. It is a like very intense movie about race that maybe didn't set out to be that. And normally mm -hmm. that's the best horror movies that have like that kind of content in them are the ones that sort of almost like trip over it in mm -hmm. the course of just trying to be a good horror movie or just trying to get a movie made, you know? Mm -hmm. But this is the rare example of like a horror of a horror movie that sets out to have a, you know, sort of a social consciousness and like actually talk about like it's time and like it works. I feel like it's you don't like it. it the, you many like people try that, but it's better when they don't, you know, and they just hit it accidentally. Like and like you know, the context creates that for them. But this right. is an attempt to like do it on purpose that really works. And so I don't think I don't. Yeah, I I mean I wonder. I off. feel like it's like the yeah, it's it's the the social consciousness, but it's like it's more just like, I mean I feel like 
the, I, the genesis of this is clearly like him going, hey, sometimes being the only black person at a party is like being in a horror movie. <laughs> And Which then, is probably an experience that he's yeah, uh, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, amount I of. mean, he's a a black dude in comedy. He for sure has been the only black guy in a room many times. Yeah, and I'm sure in comedy people are like, let's make lots of weird racial jokes that you have to be cool with because I'm cool and you know I'm just kidding, so it's fine. Yeah. and then you're like, oh, if I say anything, then I'm like the uptight, angry person. But like, this yeah. is fucked up, and you shouldn't do that, and I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Great movie. Great movie. That's, great. that's really good. If you've not seen it, you got to go. Get out. Get outside of your house. Don't you see know it. Don't what? it on iTunes. You can watch it on iTunes, but you shouldn't, but you can. Um, does anybody have a recommendation of besides Night of the Living Dead? Uh, something else in this, in this vein, if anybody wants to keep their socially conscious horror experience going, uh, like anything at all, like where, where, should, where should people go next? What's the what's 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 the pick? Uh, I'm the, I haven't seen it actually, but my next thing I'm probably gonna watch Rosemary's Baby. You've never seen Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. Let's do a Rosemary's Baby episode. Oh, <laughs> I will totally do that. Rosemary's Baby. I've I've not seen that in a long time. That is a great movie. It's really great. With a really weird, just layer of like, you know, it's made by an evil person. Yeah. An evil person who escaped from the Holocaust. So just layers of weird, weird layers. Yeah. Um, it is a great movie. Uh, yeah. We'll see you guys next time. This episode of North Mollywood was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, and Kasia Mihailovich for the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MTV Podcasts and subscribe to this and other MTV Podcasts wherever you find your favorite shows.